2: Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey, who is just double checking everything's okay on the sound levels. Anybody who's tuning in live, can you just confirm to me whilst I'm here that everything is good with the sound? Give me a thumbs up. Give me a comment. Let me know that you can hear me out there in the world of Celtic before we get stuck into that starting eleven. You and Boy Martin, thank you for joining us. Strange Love, the Doctor, Jungle Lion, Kevin Cantley. One of you just tell me that you can hear me out there in the worldwide um web of Celtic because at this moment in time Kevin can't hear me, which is the loud and clear. Yes. Now you might be stuck with me uh because Kevin couldn't hear me. So he's a way to sort out his laptop. Let's have a look at the starting lineups then. We'll start with uh Feyenoord. Let's get that one out of the way and then we'll have a we talk about Celtic. Uh Billy Geartruder. Bielan, Hanko, Hartman, Zaruki, Timber, Stengs, Pixel, Jimenez and Ivanusic. That is the Nord start 11. Um, and it's only right to go through that, to respect the opponents this evening. Um, Celtic obviously having a tribute tonight to the one and only Vim Jansen. Vim Jansen who won the European Cup with Feyenoord against Celtic in 1970. And then of course came to Celtic for that one memorable season and he brought the great Henrik Larsson and we stopped the 10, or won the 1, depending on how you like to remember that particular year. Jansen's uh tribute will be at Celtic Park this evening. We've been talking about it all week and um, it's one of these situations where, I've got to say, listen, going into some of these broadcasts, if you want to talk about things that are going wrong and, and recruitment and things you're unhappy with, you've got to discuss it. It's not like we're looking for a negative. I've had a lot on the socials today simply because some people don't like to talk about it. They don't want to hear it. They think that you're only um, here to to give the club a kicking, which is absolutely not the case. It's the exact opposite in actual fact. We want the club to absolutely maximise what we have at our disposal and at this moment in time, it doesn't look like we're doing it, does it? So here we go. We'll talk about the Celtic lineup. And it starts with Joe Hart in goals. Let's be honest, there is no other option um between the sticks. The the back four is an interesting one. So Alistair Johnston is at right back with Greg Taylor at left back. And the center half partnership is Stephen Welsh and Liam Scales. Um now all season, I think uh Many of us will agree that the strongest partnership at the back is Liam Scales and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Carter-Vickers doesn't make it tonight, doesn't make the bench. I know that um, it was claimed that uh, him being left out of the team um, at the weekend was uh, precautionary because he felt a tightness in his hamstring having been taken off at halftime against Hibs. But he is missing this game as well and um, I think that had been confirmed already by Brendan Rodgers along with the update on Dyson Maeda. Uh, we'll go through the team and then we'll, we'll break it up and break it down and bring your comments in and see how you're feeling this evening. Tell me, what do you think of the starting 11? Tell me, what do you think of tonight? Is it a good opportunity for us to kick-start the season, as I suggested in the 12.30 bulletin earlier on this afternoon in the midfield? We have Chumuki Awata, Kyle McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, and uh, up top, you have the right winger, Mikey Johnson, on the left, uh, Louis Palma, and through the centre, Kyogo is restored to the starting 11, something that I hoped would happen. It's not something uh, that's against O in any way, shape, or form. I felt that O deserved the jersey in the two starts that he got, Um, but tonight, it's all about getting Kyogo firing again uh, back on all cylinders, because Without him, we're a lesser team. It's as simple as that. For the last two seasons, he has been... This word, talismanic, um, has been used quite a lot to describe Kiogane exactly as that. And we need to get him back. We need to play to his strengths. And I think, going by Brendan Rodgers' press conference just the other day there, he needs to play to his own strengths as well. On the bench, we've got Scott Bean, Morrison, Lagerbielk, Phillips, Turnbull, Home, O, Bernardo, Forrest, O'Ralston, and Frame, uh, great to see Morrison and Frame on there uh, but at the same time you know Phillips has had some Champions League experience with us, Lager Bielke is in there, Norowski is getting the nod domestically on the bench due to the fact obviously he's not in the Champions League squad and then you've got the midfield trio who have all had starts Turnbull, Home, and Bernardo they've been kept out by Awata and then our offensive players O and Forrest will give us some options from the bench and of course, Tony Ralston as well, who has been deployed not only at right back but also at left back as well. Now, as I say, I hope that uh, Kevin McCluskey will be joining us. If he doesn't, then he will definitely uh, leave me to do all the talking. You uh, and Boy Martin, an absolute pleasure to see you tonight, my friend. Thumbs up. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on Monday as well as Celtics um, centre half from Sweden, Johan Mjalby. Comes to Gracie's to join Axon for a live event and it's uh, nearing a sellout. There's about 20 or just under 20 tickets. If you want to come along and treat somebody to a wee early Christmas present, the ticket link is indeed underneath this video. That will follow our Charity Weekender. It's the fourth time that we have done the Charity Weekender and this year it is for wee Jamie Tierney who, as you may know if you've been tuning into Axon, Um, has unfortunately been fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy for which there is no cure but there um, are certain treatments that he can get to improve his quality of life Uh, but they are very expensive and we've been raising cash from this year and we'll continue at the weekend to raise cash some uh, big podcasts coming to join us um, on the Axlom channel over the weekend I'm really looking forward to it but let's concentrate on the game this evening Ewan uh, you've already been up let's hear from you again good chance there might be under 50,000 in here tonight. Well, that's a shame because at the beginning of the season, one of the benefits, of course, of winning the league is the fact that you have the Champions League opportunity the following season. And it's exciting. Uh, we all get really caught up in the, um, the razzmatazz of the draw. And I think looking forward to this particular group, you know, there, there seemed to be um, a bit of optimism that we could do something this season, something better than last time round, whereby we had a very tough group and uh, we only got two points from it. We're sitting going into this final game where a win would actually uh, mean that we double our points tally from last season. Uh, Do you see it as progress? Do you think we've made European progress? I know the board will point to the fact that uh, if we have doubled our points tally, then that is indeed progress. But uh, how do you feel um, yourself as a Celtic supporter when you're looking at the performances? I think it's been a mixed bag. You could almost separate it between the home and away ties. I don't think we have played particularly poorly in the games against Atletico Madrid and Lazio at home. Obviously, uh, away from home has been a different story. We got off to a really bad start, didn't we, Uh, when we played Feyenoord away um, two sendings off, uh, the two guys that got red cards are on the bench tonight, Lagerbjelk and home, and they've not really played regularly since then. Um, so again, let's recap on the, the uh, starting 11, and let's have a look at each section of the field and see how you feel about that Joe Hartson goals. Um, we said a couple of days ago that Celtic may well have been in the uh, market for a goalkeeper in the summer, um, it might not be a great idea to bring them in mid-season, but uh, I think Joe Hart would have benefited from us getting a challenger. I'm not sure Scott Baines really ever challenged Joe Hart for the jersey. He's had a, a game here and there. And the same could be said for Benjamin Segrist, who has played a grand total of two games for Celtic. So he's never had a challenge. We go into the Champions League games, and every time we do that, we talk about Joe Hart's uh, vast experience in uh, this particular competition whilst he was uh, at Man City, Kevin McCluskey. I think you'll be glad to see him. He's waiting in the, the waiting room. Um, he's in full attire, and let's just hope that he can actually hear me talking when I bring him into the stream. Um, can you join us, Kevin McCluskey? Can you join us? Let's have a wee look, and we'll soon see if you can, my friend. Um, Kev, can you hear me? He's I can. Listening. At last yes. I knew there was so, that look. There was that look in his face that yes he could. He's on his phone. He's ditched a laptop. And uh that was a bad start to the night, Kevin. Is it gonna get any better?
0: I mean normally you say can it get any worse? But um <laughs> I'm not gonna say that tonight because I think, think it Thank you, Mike. Um Aye, apologies for that, technical issue. I'm not sure if it's the laptop that's gone, well no, not, because it's not very old, or if it's a, an old pair of headphones, but here we are, on the phone, different From, from different Hungary, headphones. from and Budapest. On the know. phone, from Hungary, I know, so? modern technology, Paul.
2: It is. It's impressive. Uh, We're just going to talk about the the start of 11 and and then look at the chances uh, of a result tonight and where that leaves us as a supporter. Does it feel like progress? Because we know that the board, you know, they've got this um, way of moulding statements, etc., like the financials, for example, Kev. And they always list the players that you've bought and it's a big tranche of players and it costs us this amount of money. But it only tells half the story. It doesn't tell you the nuances of each signing, which signing has been successful, etc. It's a wee bit like this. I was saying it just before you came back in, that we win tonight, we double our points, Tally, from last season. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you and I covered all six games last season, didn't we, in the Champions League?
0: I think we did, yeah. I think we did. And I think... From, the, from last season to this, you and I have noticed that there's been a, a big drop-off in the quality or there certainly hasn't been any improvement anywhere. I think there's a couple of games at the start of the campaign where there were encouraging signs and there was a bit of hope, but as it's gone on, it's dropped off. Um, I think we're going to paraphrase John Hughes a little bit from earlier on today because I can't remember exactly what he said, but there's this thing about as a Celtic fan, you obviously never want your team to lose a game but maybe tonight I don't want us to win it. Because if we end up getting that win and doubling our points tallies, you've said from last season in the Champions League, then the board will view this as a success and they will view it as progress and we've moved on. Now, I'd like to say there's 60,000 folk in that stadium tonight that would disagree, but I don't think there's going to be 40,000 in the stadium to disagree with that, you know? And that's, that's proof enough. We haven't moved forward. This season is a step backwards. And even if we do end up getting four points, really, doesn't mean anything. There's been there's no progress. It would be a yeah, it's just a it's been a a disastrous campaign in Europe. So <laughs> to be blunt about
2: it. Well, you know there there are moments. There are moments, and I think uh, Callum McGregor spoke about this in the the press conference that I seen Rabani uh, represented Axom in yesterday whereby you can point to the the Atletico Madrid game for a start. You know, you got a result uh, in that, you know, you played a really top-quality side there, Kevin, and we drew them at home, and we were leading. We were leading 2-1. Then you've got the Lazio game, where I think everybody on the planet thought that Celtic had gone ahead. Uh, Palmer certainly did. He got a booking for celebrating it. Um, And then it was a cruel twist at the end of that game. So those two performances, you look at those and you think, you know, there are signs there. There are moments where, you, you know, you've got to clutch onto them and, and think, right, we need more moments. We need a, a full performance from Celtic away from home. Of course, it's been different. The first game against tonight's opponents, Firenerd, was a disaster because you cannot play at this level with nine men. Um, and the two sendings off, as I said, just before you came in, the two guys are sitting on the bench and one of them was belt Mark McDonald thought that he would be playing this evening. Obviously, Carter Vickers never made it. Uh, but Stephen Welsh has been thrown in, and Sean Thompson thinks that uh, it may be a risk. I think it's always a risk, Kev. You know, he's not played this season. He's coming back from a medium term injury. Um, it's always going to be a risk. Um, I think that, you know, the Nat Phillips situation, the fact that we needed a centre half, it was very much an emergency centre half, and we've shopped in the EPL. Again, th- there are certain elements to that that sound fine on paper, but I think the performances, Kev have not really backed that up, have they, from Nat Phillips? No, they've not.
0: There's a lot of things that sound fine on paper, and, and one of them could be if we win this game tonight that we end up with four points, and it's double the points we got the last season. It sounds fine on paper, but if you don't, uh, dig into it a wee bit deeper, it's not so fine. Nat um, Phillips, yeah, he's a, he's an English Premiership defender. He's played... European football before you the season or half a season out in Germany. You know, so there's a lot of things that you would say um makes him a positive signing at the time. But he's been he's been dreadful. You know, I think I think that's the word they use to describe his performance on Sunday. Um so I don't normally like to have a go directly at one individual player, but when it comes to him I'm prepared to you know sacrifice that and go for it because On Sunday at Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, he was an absolute nightmare. Every time the ball came near him, he had zero confidence he was going to win it, even if he was unchallenged. He just had that belief in him that he was going to mess it up somehow. Nine times out of ten, he did. Um, He's a signing that just hasn't worked out, but he just hasn't worked out in a spectacular way because we've absolutely needed him to step up at a time when we signed him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll join the, the queue of people that would probably happily drive him back down the road to Liverpool in January. As for Welsh coming back in, yeah, it's a risk, of course it is, but whatever game he comes back in, in is a risk after being out for the length of time that he has. Um, and as daft as it sounds, this Champions League game might just be the perfect game to bring him back in, there's very little at stake. In this match you know win lose or draw we're out the benefit of winning is we can beat our points tally from last season and we can get a few extra quid in the bank through the the bonus prize money for winning a game otherwise it doesn't really mean that much it could just be an opportunity for him to get hopefully him to get 60 minutes in his legs and then like a to get 30 minutes in his legs because if there's if that clause does exist in Philip's contract that he has to be in a match D squad
1: okay round 2 name something that's not boring
0: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh
1: ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work prohibited by law. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. Doesn't
0: necessarily say that he has to play when he's in the squad. So if Wells can only last an hour, get Lagerbill on there and start using him more. Because come come January, we'll be relying on him more than Phillips because hopefully Phillips won't be
2: here. Well, see the thing with that. Um, we have obviously been pretty critical of the transfer window in in the summer. And, and there's things that I need to say about this, Kev, because if you're critical about something and you explain your reasons behind it, and I've done that in detail both on... The, the streams and also on the blog, then I don't think that's negative. Negative is just pulling out um, some kind of opinion without really any basis and just being negative for the sake of being negative. Uh, when we look at that transfer window and we, we look at tonight's um, start 11, for example, uh, you, know, you run right through that defence. Uh, none of the new signings are in there. You then go into the midfield. Every single one of the players were already here. And then you go up top and Palm was the only guy in the start 11 um, who came in as one of the nine in the transfer window. We're bedded in now. It's December. It's the middle of December, Kev, and very few of them have made their mark. Now, obviously, Nat Phillips has been in the firing line, I think, because of his performance at the weekend. Um, And I'm sitting here, and I'm glad that we didn't dive in and sign him permanently. Now, it it then begs the question, and this is twofold as well, there's this belief process that, you know, Scottish football, uh, you know, my granny could play there and score 40 goals. It's tin pop. We hear it all the time. We hear it all the time. And I think most Scottish football fans know the limitations of the game. They know where we are in the food chain. Kev, we don't need somebody down south with a league that's just been pumped, full of money um, to tell us that, right? But, when you look at some of the the players who have come up here recently and played for Celtic and and also some of them who have actually gone to Rangers and the field and the field really drastically to make any kind of impression, uh, Joey Barton and Ramsey over there and um, Ibrox. And I think when you look at the, the players that we brought up from the Premier League, a, a Yeti was an absolute disaster of a signing. Uh, Shane Duffy, Nat Phillips, not good. Um, you know, on the other side, of Vickers has been an excellent uh, you know, acquisition for Celtic. But the, the point remains that there, there's no guarantee if you're going to throw money either in wages, in the case of Duffy and Phillips, or in a transfer fee to bring a player up from um, the EPL, which is considered as one of the best leagues in the world, there's no guarantee they're going to make it up here. And, you know, when you're looking at the transfer um, business that we've done in, a, in uh, the summer there, and you're unhappy with it, the answer isn't always shop in more expensive markets it's just about the calibre of the player it's about scouting them to a point Kev, where you are looking at certain um, criteria so that you think they're going to suit our style of play, you know, we, we've we've brought in three wingers in the summer, we had to obviously strengthen in that position, but we've brought in three wingers who have not played to the strengths of our star man arguably, who's Kyogo and I was blown away with a stat on Friday by Alan Morrison who spoke about the combined amount of completed passes to Kyogo in the box, in the opposing box all season between Palma and Yang was four. Four completed forward passes into the box. That's horrific. So you're buying players who are not fitting what we've actually got set up already. You're then having to either develop them or change the style of your team. So, it, you know, I take on board that recruitment is no exact science. It's not about just going out and throwing five million quid at a team and it's going to work. Because we've seen, we've had our fingers burnt, Kev, fairly recently, and we know that doesn't work. But I'm only echoing, and it's not the reason I'm saying it, but I'm only echoing what Brendan Rodgers has been saying now for the last few weeks in the press conferences, Kev. And, you know, this is almost predictable in that I'm being called negative for calling it out. The, The recruitment is one of the biggest reasons why... We are where we are just now in, in the Champions League. Would you agree with that? Hundred percent. If you were saying anything otherwise, you'd be called naive
0: or just plain or a cheerleader. Or, yeah. or a cheerleader, exactly. Yeah. You, you know, I think there were there were probably times during the transfer window when players were coming in, and you were giving them the benefit of the doubt, like guys like even Kwan and Yang, home there's a lot of people hadn't heard of before. You give them the benefit of the doubt because you will like to hope that the club has done this due diligence on them and yeah. scouted them and that they fit a profile. So, you know, you do, you give them the benefit of the doubt, but now, three, four months into the season, you can absolutely look back and, and be critical of it. And you've got to be. It's been, it's analytical. It's It's just looking at it, you know, with that benefit of hindsight and everything that's now happened since then transfer window he was a disaster it really has been there's only one player that's made any sort of a positive impact in the team and that's palmer uh, and again listening to today's show i think it was yourself that was talking about it and being like he's not even the complete article yet you know defensively he doesn't offer anything mentally you worry about him at times because he's got that tendency to get a silly booking so I don't think it's been negative, I think it's just being honest. It's just an honest appraisal. You look back at it and you say it didn't do what it was supposed to do, that transfer window. Um, and as much as you can say, yeah, scouting recruitment, it's not uh, an exact science, there's better ways of doing it clearly than how we've done it. Um, because, and again, I think it was Alan that did it on Friday when he's talking about the profile of certain players that we've signed. Mm. You just wonder at what so point does that pass anyone's heads? Yeah, Yang Quan. There was Yang there was Kwon. Street. I think Lagerbilt was the other one.
2: Yeah.
0: And you just look at them and Lagerbilt's probably a really good example for it because a lot of his defensive stats, I think, are pretty good. But then it's it as Alan says about it, you know, his passing stats. We are centre back itself. You pass the ball and you get the ball pretty much more than anyone else in the park. Mm-hmm. If you can't make the short passes the simple passes which is what we do uh, and he can't then you're not going to fit the style so you can be dominant in the air and you can be a good tackler but if you're not good in the ball as a center back you don't fit the profile be a Celtic center back and he's also quite slow which must also have come up in the stats mm-hmm. but someone's okayed that if you look at yang i think he maybe is a player with a bit of promise but he's also he's not the quickest he can't really take his man on going down the line. He likes to cut inside, and there's a bit of a one-trick pony that way. We needed a winger that was going to beat his man, hit the line, and hit the near post with these crosses because your main centre forward is Kyogo, who just thrives on that pass. Absolutely, I was I was shocked when I heard the start though of only four crosses. Yeah, like I didn't think it would be very high, but you know, four crosses and eight, ten games, whatever it was that Kyogo was in for, is un, it's unacceptable. He could be well into double figures just now if he was getting the service. And this is what I was saying on, on Sunday. We're as well not playing Kyogo at the moment if we
2: can't give him the service. You know, we're, we're wasting him by just not using him in the right way. What I'm going to say tonight, I'm going to bring in a few comments, uh, obviously, before going to the action. But the, the, the one that I'm going to bring in here from Patrick James Simpson, meaning his game tonight. The focus should have been on uh, Sunday, as tonight is a dead rubber. Right, I get it, I get that without the, the competition. But I would uh, counter that, Patrick, by saying that it's not a dead rubber in anything other than the fact that we can't do anything in Europe this year. I think the sooner we can get back into a uh, playing style, into a rhythm, into um, injecting a, a an or to a confidence, into some of the guys who look short on confidence, Kyogo being one of them, Kev, and also to say to the support that, you know what, we're, we're back on track. And, and I was saying that today in the 12.30 Bulletin, Kev, I'm looking at tonight's game as being uh, the first of a clutch of four games between now and the 30th of December when we play Rangers at Celtic Park. And what is a top of the table challenge? I mean, there's no getting away from that. We've had a good, you know, we've had a good gap up the top of the league. We've thrown it away. Simple as that. If you go to Rugby Park and get beat, this is what happens. So I'm looking at tonight's game, not in isolation. I'm not looking at uh, tonight's game and saying there's nothing to play for. It's a dead rubber because we're out of the Champions League. I'm saying we need to make a decision on tonight's game, a decision in terms of the strongest start of living, the style of play. Are we going to change the approach from the wingers, Kev, to ensure that Kyogo is getting getting this kind of service that he's not been getting so far? Is Kyogo going to be playing off the shoulder of the last man, as Brennan Rodgers suggests he's been informed to do? Um, and then we can start looking at, right, OK, what have we got to build on after tonight? Going into the game against Hearts, what have we got to build on? Because the worst thing you can do is going at the game against Hearts after another defeat. Because all the talk's going to be about, oh, there's Celtic, two defeats on the bounce. Broken crest. that's negative. You never get that from Axon. So I think that tonight, for me, I'm not looking at tonight's game in isolation. I am looking at it as a collection. The first of four games before the game against Rangers. And I think it's important to try and get some kind of confidence in the team, uh, but also in the fan base, Kev, because to to go into the game against Hearts with two defeats back-to-back, back is the worst possible preparation?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, 100% on that one. Um, look, looking at today's game, I've been going through all the emotions about it from not really caring about the game because it doesn't mean anything Champions League-wise. We're already out. I'm not sure if I want us to win because it gives the board an excuse to say that we've made progress when we really haven't. But my overriding thing that I'm getting, again, now is we've come... To, to kick off, is we absolutely have to win this game because we're Celtic. We don't friendlies aren't friendlies when you're Celtic, right? You don't have friendlies. to play them to win. This is a competitive game. You've got to play it to win it. It should be your first home victory in the Champions League in ten years. Yeah, and it breaks that that we run a bad form that we're on, or it it just gets you over that defeat from the weekend because that's something we need to get out the system straight away. You, you nailed it there if we lose tonight guaranteed there'll be one of the red top papers I'll put out tomorrow morning the broken crest in crisis two games without a win all of this and you know it's because it's building up to a big game at the end of the month we, we just can't afford to have that happen so today's a massive game it's a must win it, nothing to do with the Champions League but just must win in the context of the rest of the season and building up some more momentum again
2: yeah, without a doubt, and everything else for me comes secondary. You know, the, the financial element of winning a game, um, the coefficient, I don't think Brendan was too interested in that when he was asked about it yesterday at the conference, at the press conference. But I think it's all about momentum. Um, it's about trying to get this team to turn a corner. Um, I think it was uh, Ian Conroy, so hopefully Ian will, will join us for the halftime. He said that it's almost as if we need to like get that cough up, and then once we've done it, we can get started again. I am going to back Brendan Rodgers. Uh, I've seen a lot of comments even tonight. I'll, I'll bring one up, actually. Um, here we go. So we've got David uh, BT Rodgers looking for the sack. Another humiliation on the cards with that start 11. Now, David, this isn't personal, but we've been talking about get, taking flack for being critical and being called negative because we're being critical. I think that's quite a negative statement. Uh, I don't think at this stage of the season you do sack your manager. Uh, we're sitting at the top of the league. I think if you sack your manager at this moment, Kevin, it throws the entire campaign into disarray. I think you can write the season off. You'll be lucky to win the Scottish Cup. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that would be a crazy
0: move to make. And I don't think Brendan's looking for the sack. Um, if he, I mean, if we sack him, his reputation's gone. He's not getting another job after us. And he's not getting a, another big one and you will have to, you know, go back to a Swansea type team and rebuild his reputation again. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the sack. I think what we're seeing from Rodgers is a manager that's frustrated and maybe shares some of the frustrations that the fans have got because as much as he says he's owning all those signings in the summer, Alma, I think, might have been his. Phillips probably is because of the lateness that he came in. The rest of them aren't his signings. He's just taken the flak and deflected that away from someone else that he probably shouldn't have done. But I think what we're seeing is just a frustrated Rodgers Um, he doesn't want the sack, and we shouldn't sack him, not just now. And um, we are still top of the table as much as we're going through a rough patch. We are still top of the table. You've got to remember that. Um we want to go with some excuses. We've got so many players that are out injured just now as well. That when we get them back, Hattie, Abada, Maeda, Carter Vickers, when we've got a full strength team in the park, you'd like to think it's going to be strong enough to take us straight to the rest, rest of the end of the domestic season. That shouldn't be the absolute goal for the club, look. It should be progress in Europe. We're not going to get that this season, but um, no, it's far too early to be saying Rogers out or anything like that.
2: No, I agree with that. Listen, uh, we're almost at that point where we're going to kick off tonight's game. It's the final champions League game of the season. Hopefully we will get a result, something to shout about after um, a few disappointing results uh, in recent times, so thanks everybody for getting involved, give us a big thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you want to join the comments section at halftime and full time tonight, and thank you to Kevin McCloskey for joining me on a Celtic State Mind.